Welcome back to Unleashing You. In this special bonus series, I'm highlighting the panelists who will be speaking at the Unleashing You live event in Denver, Colorado on February 26th. In this episode, I speak with Eileen Habelo. Eileen is the president of Leadership Link and co-founder of Know to Grow. Eileen provides learning, coaching, and teen programs that enable teens and leaders to get the best out of themselves and others. Eileen holds a PhD in education psychology from Temple University, a master's degree in instructional design from Syracuse University, and a bachelor's degree in social work also from Syracuse University. And with all of this, Eileen absolutely loves spending time with her amazing family and friends. Today, she talks to us about the lessons that she has learned throughout her career, especially as it relates to finding answers within you, understanding your worth, and getting paid what you deserve. Get your pen and paper or your notes app ready because Eileen drops some wisdom in this combo. Let's dive in. Before we begin, I want to make sure that you have the Unleashing You retreat on your radar because just the fact that you're tuning into this podcast means the Unleashing You retreat is right up your alley. The reason I created the Unleashing You retreat is because as women, we tend to look to everyone else for the answers. We somehow think that everyone else knows better than we do. When in reality, tapping into your own intuition is actually the key to living a happy and fulfilled life. And that's how I've created the career and life I have now and what we'll teach you how to do during this retreat. An inner shift like this will leave you with tools that you'll use for the rest of your life. This retreat is so much more than a girl's trip. This is a transformation. If I've piqued your interest, I want to personally invite you to join us in Steamboat Springs, Colorado on September 19th through the 22nd. During our time together, we will go through coaching workshops and other deep personal development activities that will uncover aspects of yourself you never even knew. Work like this would take months or years to do on your own, and we're going to get you there in just a few short days. Not to mention, we'll be staying in a gorgeous mountain home, complete with a private chef, so you don't have to lift a finger. If you are ready for a pampering getaway where you can recharge your batteries and feed your soul, send me a message on Instagram or visit acrprofessionalcoaching.com to learn more and reserve your spot. Spots are very limited, so do not wait. And I'll see you in the mountains. Now, let's get on to today's show. Welcome to Unleashing You. This podcast is your permission slip to create success your way. I'm your host, Amanda Riffey, a certified success coach and female business leader who has climbed her way up the corporate ladder. I've been through burnout and back and found the tools to bring fun and enjoyment to my career 
while creating powerful results and leading in a way that feels authentic to me. This show brings you conversations with women just like you who have created massive success for themselves and are doing it in their own way. We'll hear about their personal journeys of growing their career while still prioritizing the things they love most. If you are ready to be challenged and encouraged to reach your next level, then buckle up, sister, because the road to dreamy success begins here. Let's dive in. Eileen, I am so excited to have you on Unleashing You. Me too. Thank you. Yes. And I'm not only excited to have you on the podcast, but I am very excited to have you as a panelist for Unleashing You Live in February. I think this is going to be such an amazing event. And thank you so much for giving your time and your knowledge to to all the women who are coming to that event. I am so excited to come to Denver and so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So the goal here today is I really want to give women a glimpse into your story and your background and some of the things that they can expect to hear from you at the event as well. So why don't we jump in with just a little bit of background on you? So can you tell us a little bit about you and your career so far? Absolutely. So it's been long, but I'll try to make it quick. I think one of the things that that I feel really fortunate about is that, and I don't know how this will land on people, but I have never had a job or a role that I didn't enjoy. And I feel very fortunate about that. I've had some tough projects. I've had some tough patches, some tough relationships, but I've always enjoyed my work. And that's obviously very important to me, but I, but I feel fortunate. I have also definitely taken a few left turns in my career that if somebody looked at my resume and said, what has this person done? Some of them would seem odd, but honestly, and I'll, I'll share a few of them, but those left turns have really turned out to be the most valuable pivots as I look back. I didn't really know it at the time, but as I look back. So quick overview. Um, my first job out of college was actually as an intern in client education. So it was part of learning and development, but client education, a large telecom company. I moved to the Midwest working for that large company, literally after telling my advisor who helped me find the internship, I wanted to stay in the Northeast and I wanted to work in education in schools. So he convinced me to go try it out. I fell in love. I had a great career in learning and development at that company for nine years and loved it. Great starting ground. After my second child was born, I took the opportunity to go out on my own, partly out of necessity, but partly out of, hey, why not try it? And worked as a consultant for almost four years. After that stint of working on my own, my transition back to the corporate world is actually the best story I have about knowing your worth and making sure you get paid for it that I'll, I'll share a little later. But I joined a company again in a learning and development role. But two of my crucial career pivot points happened at this company. The first was a jump into an operations role. So I was in learning and development, totally a support role and a corporate function, obviously jumped into an operations role where I joined, where I was part of a team of two that actually traveled the world to document how the company did business around the world and how they really wanted us to do it in the US. And then I got to come back into the US and implement that business model as a part of a bigger team. 
it was actually the most exciting and rewarding project still of my career to date. Huge pivot because I left the safety of learning and development and went into operations. And then the second pivot is related to that, where I, I went into the field that we called it at the company. And it was kind of funny. I was challenged by a few senior leaders to go into the field where I had just implemented this business model to try it for myself. And I literally remember one of the um, managing directors saying to me, hey, Hablo, it's time to go eat your own dog food, right? So, hey, go, go see if you can do what you've been, you've been asking everybody else in the company to do. So I went into a regional leadership role and was responsible for sales and operations in the New England and New York region. It was an absolute incredible opportunity for me to be on that business side in the sales and the operations of running a PML. And I am super grateful for the learning and experience, but I'm sure if people looked and they said, from learning and development to the field, um, big jump, but I learned, I learned a ton. That role, because it was in the Boston area, exposed me to the biotech and pharma industry, which I absolutely fell in love with. I became so passionate about these amazing companies that are filled with brilliant scientists, incredible medical professionals, and other really smart people who are so committed to curing diseases and solving really complex health problems. Once I was exposed to the industry, I absolutely had to be a part of it. So I actually looked at and talked with all of my client companies, made the move to one of my clients, which was an incredible oncology company, as the director of team effectiveness. And what that allowed me to do was to bring all of my experience from the back. So the learning and development, the coaching, the organizational development, and then even the operations. So I had enough of an understanding of how the business ran to be the director of team effectiveness. I could bring it all together. So that was my entree into that industry. And I, I don't see myself leaving. Like I'm so passionate about it. Final pivot was about 10, well, it'd be 10 years in April. I had the opportunity to start my own company. And I now have an incredible team that works with teams and team leaders inside of biotech and food. And we literally say that we help people get the best out of each other. That's, a, that's our whole goal. Our mission statement is to help teams of experts become expert teams. That's just what we want to do. We want to help all of these amazing people who are working on really crucial health problems, help them get the best out of each other. So I've got that company, an amazing team. And I've also recently launched another company with a colleague to get some of those products and services that we've been delivering out, out into a larger audience. But that's, that's a future story maybe a continued um, story about my career. I could listen to you talk about your career all day long because I love, and you mentioned the word pivot several times when you were talking. And I think just the fact that, number one, your career has not just been this very linear, I move from this position to this position to this position, but it's been very, I guess you say thought out in terms of what am I needing right now in this stage of my life and what is going to fill up my cup? And I think we could spend a whole episode talking just about that because I think so often we feel like we are on one career path and that has to be our path for the whole rest <laughs> of our working lives. And I think you are just such a great example of mastering the pivot. So thank you for sharing that. But you know, you and I have talked so many times before and you've shared lots of stories with me that I know have inspired me and challenged me to think differently. So I thank you for that, first of all. And then I know that they'll have the same impact on 
other listeners as well. So one of the things that I know we struggle with as, especially as women, is knowing our worth and being able to negotiate salary or set pricing in our business if we're a business owner. And so can you kind of talk us through how this has evolved for you over your career? Yeah, for sure. And I also want to say like, just because I'm going to share some really cool stories, but it doesn't mean I've mastered it, right? So there's so much research that says that a woman has to be about 80% confident to put herself forward, whereas a guy has to be typically 50% confident to put himself forward. And you know, there's all kinds of reasons for that, but it's research-based, right? So in terms of my maybe my path on this, you know, I'll be honest, in that first job with that large telecom company, so it was a long time ago. I felt like I was paid really well. I started as an intern, had a chance. I think that was a good chance for me to show what I could do and show my value. Frankly, my first salary was more than I expected, but this was a really long time ago. And I am not sure that companies do that typically anymore. I think part of it was the time, part of it was the size of the company, and it was a great company. But I'll tell you that my first real intentional attempt at getting paid what I was worth, and it's my favorite story also, was when I joined, rejoined the corporate world after going out on my own. I was actually called by a friend who I had worked with at that big company. And he said, hey, I am starting the learning and development function at this company, and I really need you. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to move. I started my own business. So I had talked to him about what I needed, like the fringe side, right? Like I was going to need to be paid to move. I was going to need some flexibility, et cetera. And he told me to think about what I wanted for salary. And then, you know, we'd have another call. So I actually talked to my friend, Nikki, and I'm just going to use real numbers because literally this was 30 years ago, maybe 25, but and I said to my friend, Nikki, I was like, this is really cool. I'm going to get to live near you again. And, and I'm going to ask him for 80, 80K. And my friend, Nikki, looked at me and she said, no, you're not. You're going to ask him for 100. And I said, <laughs> so she kind of dared me and I'm pretty competitive. So I said, fine, I'm going to ask him for 100. So he called me back and he said, hey, you know, we're really excited. I said, I'm excited too. And he said, what are you thinking in terms of salary? And I said, I'm thinking I need 100. And the other thing that Nikki told me to do was then stop talking. So literally in my brain, I'm saying to myself, don't you say a word, don't you say a word, don't you say a word. Let him be awkwardly silent all by himself. And he said, mm, I don't know, that, that, that's, that's not, that's a little bit above my budget. That's above my budget, he said. And I was still telling myself, don't you say a word, don't you say a word, don't you say a word, until he said, let me uh, make a few calls and I'll get back to you. And that's how it ended. And he called me back and he said, I got it. Wow. And, you know, do the math. Like your first salary is crucial. And I was literally going to walk in and say $20,000 less than he gave me when I asked for it. So I still tell my friend, Nikki, I'm like, you are, you have played such a role in my career arc, but my earning arc, right? Because it's, it's mathematical. So that's my favorite. And then once I was at that company, again, I loved the company I was developing, I was growing, but I was willing to jump into those left turns and do what they were asking me that was totally outside. And I had a boss at that company who was really encouraging. And you know, at one point for a new pivot into a new job, he literally told me again, think about what you're worth, given all you've contributed, given what you've done. 
And he actually supported me in making sure that I got what I wanted in the next role. So I've had some support. And yeah, my friend Nikki knows that I appreciate her greatly. In terms of starting my own company, I think the most recent revelation for me has been knowing what I think I I don't start with what I want to make. And that might sound a little odd, but I actually start with what the market will bear or what others in my space are charging and getting from clients. That pricing reflects what the market thinks our products and services are worth, right? And I also know that I don't want to be the highest in the market, nor do I want to be the lowest. I want to be around 75, 80%. And I want to be above the average because I think our our work is above average. So that mindset has really helped me because you, you find out what other people are charging. And I think the other, the aha moment I've had, I still have to be nudged by my team, by the way, sometimes to, to stand on my pricing. But the other important thing that I've learned in, in pricing my own work now is, in fact, I had one very, very early, early client that gave me a retainer contract and I told her an hourly rate and she challenged me. She said, well, you wouldn't be paid that if you were working here. And there were two things that I said to her. I said, actually, I would if you include benefits, vacation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what's really helped me think differently about pricing my own business is I don't typically, I try not to charge an hourly rate because my hourly rate doesn't accurately reflect all the years I've spent learning, researching, refining, developing, creating new things all of what literally is now my intellectual property, whether it's legally my intellectual property or it's my brain, like that's worth a lot. I've worked a long time with a lot of companies in a lot of areas now. So knowing that when someone pushes back, you're not just paying me $200 an hour to facilitate something, you're paying me more than that because I've brought my whole career and my whole knowledge base and my whole experience base into that pricing equation. That's what I'm worth. Those, I think, are the main things that have happened along the way as I've, again, I'm still learning, but as I've learned how to at least have in my mind what I think I'm worth. And then I am not afraid to just say, here's my pricing. And then I stop talking, right? And I've built relationships with clients where if it's over their budget, they'll let me know. And if I can still do it, I'll do it. But if it's over their budget and I can't do it, I can't do it. I think one final thing is, I really try not to make money emotional. I try not to make it personal. When somebody pushes back on a pricing, they're not pushing back on me. They're pushing back for a thousand reasons. So that has also helped me keep a very, a more objective approach to literally asking for what I think I'm worth. I hope that our listeners were taking notes on everything (laughs) that you just said. There was so many good things in every point that you made that I think just taking one of those elements into our careers or into our companies or businesses. I mean, those are game changers, what you just shared. I hope so. Good. Yes. So another thing that I hear a lot from my clients or just women that I know that are very career driven, we find ourselves very busy, (laughs) very busy with all the day-to-day stuff, whether we're parents, we love to travel, we're you know climbing the corporate ladder, we're entrepreneurs, all of the things. And sometimes we get so bogged down in the here and now that it becomes difficult to 
envision what we want next for ourselves. And I know that's something that you and I have talked about before too, of the importance of just really understanding where you want to go next. So can you share a little wisdom with us there? So one thing, and this could sound a bit contradictory, maybe controversial even, but one thing I believe because I learned it through experience is that I don't believe that you always at every moment have to have a long-term goal and dream and vision, right? And I'll tell you, there have been seasons in my life where it was best for me just to do what I needed to do, right? And there have probably been a few seasons where it was just like, just do what you need to do, Eileen. And not because I was hanging on by a thread, not because I was totally burnt out, but because this is what I wanted to be doing, right? And actually, one of my leaders one time, he could not believe it when he said to me, what's your next career goal? And I said, you know what? I don't have one right now. He literally looked at me and he said, you have to have a goal. I'm like, no, I don't, right? Like right now, I can't even fit that into my into my model, right? Can't even work in my brain. So I wouldn't say that it's always necessary 100% of the time to be striving for the next thing or have that vision or that goal, right? Make it work for you. There are going to be seasons where it's going to be just be, Eileen, just be. However, all that being said, I love having a plan and a vision. They're crucial because I think that if you don't have a plan or a goal or a dream or a vision, you could unconsciously go through your life and your work life for years and then realize, wow, I'm stuck now, right? So I do encourage you to, I actually have been thinking a lot lately about plan the pause, take a half day, take a couple of hours, take a Saturday morning, grab a cup of coffee and just write out some things that you want to do. Start with yourself. Start with yourself. What in the past year has brought me energy and joy? Whether it's what I've been thinking or what I've been doing, what brings me energy and joy? And how can I fit that into something new at work or something new at life? You can test it out in the world and you can test it with other people. But I always say, start with yourself, like block out the expectations of what the world says you should be doing or what your friends say you should be doing or what your parents say or your others say that you should be doing. So start with yourself, know what brings you energy and joy and try to figure out where, where that fits in and then build a dream around it or a vision around it. You know, an, another thing I think is as important about figuring out what you want to do is figuring out what you don't want to do anymore. And of course, all of us have crappy parts of our job that you still have to do. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is big parts of your of your work, right? What don't you want to do? And make sure that's not part of your plan. I think knowing what you don't want to do is almost as important as what you do want to do. But listen, know yourself, follow your energy. And I'm going to give a plug because I think a coach like you, Amanda, could be incredibly helpful to anybody who wants to think through that, get get out of your own head, help unpack your own thinking. And sometimes just having you as a coach interview me like, what? tell me about your best day, Eileen. Tell me about your worst day. All of a sudden, I have these aha moments. So I think a coach like you can really create some value in that area when you're looking for what should I do next? Where could I go next? Thank you for that. And I think we need to have a moment for plan the pause because that was so good in just being so intentional. And and that's what I took away from what you said was it's maybe I'm intentionally just being right now. And maybe I'm intentionally working towards this big dream or vision, but no matter what, 
it's not coming from a place of burnout and overwhelm and busyness. It's coming with intentionality of what is my life asking of me right now? And like you said, those answers come from within. They don't come from what we should do or what we think others expect of us. They always come from within. How are you living your own advice right now? What's next for you? I think the the planning the pause is really important. I have a left turn planned and and I'll and I'll share a little bit about that. But I was really, I have always been intentional about making sure I loved what I did. And I would say I've also been intentional, like you said, intentional about the pivots. Sometimes it was just, I need a change. I don't know what it is, but I need a change. And that was a pivot and it turned out great. You know, so whether it was time to move into a new role or move into a new company, I would say I've been pretty consistently good at leaving and moving on when it was time or making a change when it was time. And, you know, I've never heard somebody say, oh my gosh, I wish I had stayed on longer at that job that wasn't working out. No, mostly what we hear is I wish I'd left earlier. So I think the time to jump and to pivot is knowing that time. I've been pretty good about that. And so in terms of pivots, another way I'm living out my goals and making sure that I continue, like I have a vision is I've shifted my focus of my time and my role in 2024 in the role of my company. And I actually wrote a LinkedIn post about it recently. I've been doing this for 10 years now. We've built some amazing programs that I'm really proud of. And I have been a facilitator with my team for the last 10 years. And it's just time for me to, number one, let my amazing team go, create opportunities for them. Number two, step back and look at what else is out there. What other programs would be beneficial for my clients? What other I love to dig deep and research. I'm kind of a nerd like that. Like what other areas have really been interesting and exciting me lately? And how could I turn that into programs for clients? So I've started the process of being really intentional about how am I going to pivot my time? Um, what's my day and week and month going to look like in 2024 that is different than 2023? Because I do have a vision and a dream. And part of it is this new company, but part of it is new things. I'm a creator. So it's new things for my existing company that I am fully committed to and love every day of it. So I have a vision and I need to make some pivots. So, you know, I would say I am taking my own advice in that area. Okay. What is your one last thing that you want to leave listeners with? If they are listening to your story and really resonating, what's one last message you want to leave them with? Know yourself, but that sounds, that sounds a bit cliche and use the people around you to help you know yourself. Find a friend who can ask good probing questions. Find a coach who can say, yes, and what if? And then plan the pause so that you can think about yourself. Doesn't have to be a day. Doesn't have to be a weekend. Doesn't have to be a week. Go for two hours. Your brain is going to love it. And I actually love both of those messages. So I'll let you have two instead of one because (laughs) I think... If we really go back to understanding your worth, so often we don't see ourselves through the lens that everybody else sees us through. And so when you have those people in your life that can reflect that back to you and challenge you, like, yeah, that's a cool dream, but I bet you could do that even bigger or, you know, whatever that might look like, having those people in your life to be able to really help expand you as you are 
really looking inward, like you said, to understand what is next for you. Okay. My one favorite question I want to ask you right now is what would you say to someone who is considering attending Unleashing You Live, but is still on the fence and hasn't gotten there to you? Listen, I think the room is going to be filled with incredible women. And that alone excites me. I think I would be very, I'd have some FOMO from the conversations and the interactions that are going to happen in this group of women. So I've, you can tell I've got a lot of energy around it. I'm really excited. And the other thing is, you know, you think about going to an event like this. I always think, because you know, I've been around a while, right? So if I go to an event like this, all I really need is one or two good nuggets to be the seed that creates this huge opportunity for me or this huge, you know, new area or new thought pattern. And when I go to events like this, number one, you just meet really interesting, smart cool people who are in your corner, right? Because we're all in each other's corner. But I just guarantee you, you're going to come away with your nugget that's going to be valuable. Fantastic. So where can people connect with you prior to the event if they have listening to this episode, they're hearing all of this information, and they want to connect with you further? I know you are on LinkedIn. So I've got Eileen Havilo on LinkedIn. And then you also have leadershiplink.com, correct? Yep, that's it. And those are two. You reach out to me on LinkedIn, I will absolutely connect and have a conversation. I'm only on LinkedIn unless you think it's because I'm an old timer. It's actually just where my people are right now. For our new company, we're digging into others, but I love LinkedIn. And yeah, literally any connection made to me on LinkedIn, I'm willing to have a conversation. Fantastic. And you know, I'm on LinkedIn too. So no worries. there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Perfect. Eileen, thank you so much for this conversation. And I cannot wait to continue it through our panel discussion at Unleashing You Live. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm so excited for all you're doing. And um, I'm very excited for Denver. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to continue this conversation, connect with me on Instagram and say hello. You can find me at Amanda Riffey underscore coaching. In the meantime, if you know you are ready to step into your next level of success and want to completely accelerate your personal and professional growth, let's work together. I offer one-on-one and group coaching as well as on-demand self-study options. There's really something for everyone. To learn more, visit my website at acrprofessionalcoaching.com or send me a DM on Instagram and start a conversation. And don't worry, I truly want all of us to succeed. So I promise I will never steer you wrong. Let's create a career and life you love. Chat with you again soon.